Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. So, Pat, I guess the question is going to be, um, how long is that opener going to be true? (laughs) Deep in the heart Uh, of the Midwest, huh? All right. uh, I mean... It won't is be Chicago deep in the heart really? of Texas. I unfortunately have to report that. Hmm. Is 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 Chicago really the heart of the Midwest, though? Truly, Absolutely it is. It's literally almost dead center in the Midwest. Okay, um, it's on the western part of Lake Michigan. I, I while I understand the literal part of that statement, I'm talking more of the metaphorical side of it. Is it really the heart of the the Midwest? Yeah. Are you sure? Because I don't know that I would want to consider Chicago the heart of the Midwest. Yeah. Just because you don't want to doesn't make it true or untrue. Okay. I, I, well, I understand that. I mean, you know, I think, I think, I think there might be better places to be considered the heart of the Midwest. I'm just saying. What Detroit, Cleveland? Hell, hell no. No, 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 no. Milwaukee, no, no. Madison? No, no. Uh-uh. Then name one. Minneapolis? Indianapolis? Potentially. Potentially. I I can uh, smell what you're putting down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, I don't know how much longer that opener is going to be true or not. You uh, considering moving over there or something? Is 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 that kind of uh, yeah? What, what you're hinting uh-huh. at there? Uh-huh. Finally, deciding to get the hell out of Chicago, like I've been saying for ever. Hey, Pat, have you ever visited Chicago? Yes. Okay. Many years ago, but yes. Okay. There are many great reasons to love this city, including seventy of the seventy-two neighborhoods. <laughs> Because if you're in Austin or Inglewood, hell no, do you not love those places? Okay. The, literally, Pat, I'm not kidding you. At least 65 to 70% of all the murders happen in those two neighborhoods. Okay. But outside of that, there are some amazing parts of the city. The food, the skyline is my favorite skyline in the entire world. Um, there's some great things to love about this city. The politics, the crime that's happening right now, and it's spread. Because we're not just talking about murders. We're talking about carjackings, armed robberies, all of those things on a massive increase. 
So yeah, homelessness on the on the increase. It's been an interesting time. Oh, and then the the crazy taxes, the all of those things make it not fun to live here, right? And then yeah. when you add in all the COVID moronic bullcrap that's going on, it, it it makes for a um an environment that is not good for your physical or mental health. Let's just put it that way. Okay. You forgot one thing that I, I would probably throw in there. The bears. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. The, the, the bears, the, that, that makes sense too. Um, they still suck. Yeah. Um, really, though really, I might really suck. I, I also might throw in that your winters are bitter cold. Not as bad as maybe the like 20 years ago. It really, I think we had maybe a handful of days or like one or two snaps that were like at or near or below zero. Most of winter was actually relatively mild. In fact, I think we had less than less than a foot of snow overall this past year. Like this past winter was fantastic. You just couldn't well, you know why. do anything. You know why? Well, Climate change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Climate climate. Wait a second. So we're now complaining about it getting warmer, but then we were complaining about it being too cold 10 years ago. I give up. <laughs> I, just, I just give up. Remember in the 70s, we had a coming ice age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I did. According to I mean, the same experts that are now telling us that the earth is going to melt. Yes, mm-hmm. that that's true. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of day on the show. By the way, folks, do not forget you can follow us on social media. Myself, Andrew Coppins at the Coppins Show, himself at the Padoni Show, host of the POS, which is coming up on Saturday at uh, was it uh, four p.m. Eastern time? Uh, yes. Okay. Do, do you know what you're going to be doing on your show this weekend yet? Um. Well, I, I do know that I'm going to be celebrating. Oh, I was gonna say babbling on for an hour, but well, yeah, that I mean that's true. I I, I will babble on for an hour. I mean, let, let let's stop and think about this for a minute. I mean, if you've ever met a radio host that doesn't just sit there and babble on for an hour, I mean, that's kind of their profession. True, true. If you if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, anything else exciting that we should know about for the show? Uh, I, I I'm I'm gonna be celebrating. Your Ohio State Buckeyes winning. Congratulations, you beat the Golden Rodents of Eastern Dakota. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I'm not just going to be celebrating the win. I'm going to be celebrating the fact that college football is back. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 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 Friday night, actually. Uh, by the way, Pat, I, I'm a, I'm attending my first sporting event since COVID. Ooh, where are you going? Um. So my sister-in-law... Graduated from Michigan State. So we are oh, going to Marsh. the Michigan State Northwestern game at Northwestern. Uh, at, I was going to say, is that Northwestern? Yeah. Yeah. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away from us in Evanston. So it's a, it's a very fun, fun time. Um, and then the, then the very next day is the biggest game of the college football opening weekend, Pat. My Wisconsin Badgers versus. Penn State. Penn State. 
is it in Madison or is it in uh in Madison? Okay. Yep. Yep. That so. that's actually like I looked at your schedule. You have a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. We've uh, had a tough brutal. schedule really the last well, besides the modified schedule last year. Uh we have a real tough schedule period over the last four or five years. I mean, we we had I'm not kidding you, Pat. We had Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State on the schedule three of the last four years. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Penn State, you why well, you should win that game should. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be a tough one. It's it will be, be a tough game. Yeah, I mean at home. Let's put it this way. I think, you know, if we're going to analyze that game, right, I think the easiest analyzing of that game is which quarterback shows up, right? Is it going to be Graham Mertz of Illinois in the opener last year or Graham Mertz who fell apart by the end of the year? Or will it be Sean Clifford falling apart or Sean Clifford being better for Penn State? So whichever quarterback I think actually performs in this game. Yeah, yeah, that's who will win the game, but... And and what I mean by that is Wisconsin's defense is loaded. It is absolutely a loaded defense. And Sean Clifford has been meh. And if he stays meh, I don't know that Penn State can win that game because they also do not have a Miles Sanders in the backfield. They don't have these amazing weapons around but him. Didn't- didn't you also get some suspensions though? Here recently, didn't 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 somebody get suspended on the Wisconsin Badgers? Yeah, you mean the seventh string running back? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I, I didn't know if it was like anyone who att- apparently allegedly broke into the sixth string running back's um, dorm room, uh, threatened to kill him, and then when the guy decided to brandish a knife, ran away like a. <laughs> So it was no one of any, nobody of any concern. But uh, here's the thing: I, this is where I think you have your edge. I think Paul Chris is a better coach than Franklin. Really interesting. Yeah, I do. And and like I'm not saying Franklin's a bad coach, by the way. I think he's also a very good coach too. Mm-hmm. But I do think Paul Chris is better. Very interesting. Now, I do have a quick question for you though. Uh huh. Can anybody actually compete with Ohio State? In the Big Ten, um, I mean, this year I think is probably your best chance because it's it's a pretty much a brand new offense. Um, yeah, I mean, you got C.J. Stroud at quarterback, right? Right. So, so this this year's your best chance. No, no, our defense is pretty good, but they uh, lose a lot of a, a lot of talent off of that front seven, right? Yeah. yeah. So th- I think that I think that's going to be the the place where. If teams can beat Ohio State, it's in the trenches, potentially. I'm not saying that that, that's definitely a possibility. I'm saying that in terms of what is having to be replaced, right? Because you're not just talking about one or two pieces of that puzzle. You're now talking about two steps up the depth chart. Mm. I mean, here's the thing. If if it's not Ohio State, I I do like Penn State out of the East. Mm -hmm. If it's not Ohio State. And then I I like Wisconsin out of the West this year. So see, I think Northwestern has a chance if Hunter Johnson can be uh, a good quarterback. They do. For them. They, they they do. They have a chance. And then I don't know what kind of team Iowa is going to have. But yeah, again, possible. I think quarterback is an issue for them. I mm-hmm. think 
what is their talent level at wide receiver? Mm-hmm. Um, they're always going to be good on the lines, right? Offense and defensive right. lines. So that always gives them a chance. Nebraska, yikes. Um, They'll Illinois, be better than I think, is a team that I'm going to be interested to see what happens because Brett Bielema, for as much as, look, <laughs> as a guy who covered him, mm-hmm. as much as I don't like his snake oil salesman, just like Gary Anderson was much of one. Right. Um, the dude gets results. Did he really get results in Arkansas, though? I would say that's a very different animal, literally and figuratively. Badger, I mean, Razorback. Well, I mean, the SEC is also probably the toughest place to compete, and Arkansas, right. compared to other schools, is not good. But he did no. get a lot of talent, and he was very competitive. I, I just think yeah. it was a very unrealistic expectation of getting to the eight, the SEC championship game every year out of the West. I mean, when you have Bama and Auburn, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but but that having been said, what they did to Nebraska last week for an Illinois program that's been down, they got they look better. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Even with the talent that was from the former coaching staff, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Obviously, I think the big thing with them is Brandon Peters. How healthy is he after being out <clears throat> or getting knocked out after mm-hmm. Week Zero's game? Um, but then you look at Minnesota. I, I don't know what to expect out of them. I really don't. I, I never know what to expect out of them. They're either they're, they're they either it's one of two things. They either have a pretty good team or they have Excuse a really me, bad I, team. I apologize. I misspoke. I meant what what to expect out of Eastern Dakota. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, fair enough. So, like you say, Canada, uh, I say Eastern Dakota. Eastern Dakota, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, oh, here's you the have thing. no idea. You have no idea what uh-huh. that does to a Golden Roden fan. <laughs> Mainly because they can't wrap their brain around what that means most of the time. Why are you calling us Eastern Dakota? What what is to your west, you morons? <laughs> North Dakota and South Dakota. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, Canada, though, I I think they're going to lay an egg again this year. Uh, it'll be interesting. It really will be interesting to see what happens. I think this is a year in which they have some potential if they can put it together offensively to 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 make a run. Um at respectability. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to be like the bad team they were yeah, last year. At some year. point in time, I mean, honest to God, what is it going to take to fire Jim Harbaugh? I, I'm very curious at this point. It, I, well, I, that, that, that's, I mean, I would have fired him like three years ago. You, you know, it's bad. Okay, Pat, you know it's bad. When his first year, I was at Big Ten Media Days, right? Right. The insanity of the taped press conference, right? The press conference in front of the cameras, right? Uh Uh-huh. Was only then matched by the insanity of the scrum in the room outside of that. It went 10 deep of people in a semicircle around him. To this year too deep 
I mean, what they, he is he he is a pretty good recruiter in terms of talent, but he can't he can't put that talent together to compete against teams like Ohio yeah, I mean, State. I know Wisconsin. it was only one game, but mm-hmm. look at Zach Charbonnet last weekend. I don't know if you got any of that UCLA Hawaii game. But, I did not. Uh, he looked like an All American. Now mm-hmm. I know it was Hawaii, but still, how many times did Zach Charbonnet look like an All American, even against lesser opponents at Michigan? The answer: zero. Zero. Think about that. So that, that that's that's my. I'm like I don't think I think he's an overrated coach. He's a good recruiter, but he's an overrated coach. Yeah, I think, you know, it is going to be very, very interesting. So you got your game tonight against the Eastern Dakota Golden Rodents. Um, Then we've got the game that I'm attending tomorrow, uh, Michigan State Northwestern, which I think is a bellwether game for both of those programs, right? For Michigan State, are they starting their their upward trend under Mel Tucker, uh, former Wisconsin Badger, by the way, um, Mm -hmm. in his second year? Because I, I think people don't realize how barren that program had become um and then we've got the badgers and penn state uh to to round out the the sporting weekend for the three of us i think it's going to be an interesting tell of what this conference is going to look like i think you know the team that we haven't talked about by the way pat that we should be talking about is indiana oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i honestly think they might be the second best team in the east I actually kind of forgot about them. It's it's either if it's not Ohio State out of the East, it's either Indiana or Penn State. Yeah, Indiana's defense is mean. It's nasty. It's full of energy. Their offense is not bad either. No, they they are loaded at wide mm-hmm. receiver. I, we play we play them in Indiana this year, and I'm a little scared. Like they, this is the first year I've been truly scared to play Indiana. Well, they almost got you last year, didn't they? Yeah, they did in Columbus and two years ago too. I don't remember two years ago. Because they pulled off the upset of Michigan State three years ago. And then they beat Michigan, too, didn't they? Uh, I, I don't remember. I, I thought that was all last year. Well, I know that they did that last year. Yeah. I mean, beating Michigan State last year was like whatever. But um, but they had those those like signature moments where you go, uh-oh, this program is not the doormat that it usually is. And uh, credit to Tom Allen. And, and and I will tell you this, too, because my very last Big Ten media days before I, I hung up my media boots in terms of covering the Big Ten, um, I loved my conversations with Tom Allen. Like, loved them. And I don't know that I could have that one-on-one conversation with Tom Allen like I did then. I'm not kidding you. There's usually, like, a 30-minute scrum um, mm-hmm. where where, like – Three coaches and three teams players are available, right, to to talk. And they're at podiums or at roundtables, right? They're going to have a roundtable discussion. I was able to have a one-on-one discussion with the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers. And that was always my thing. Why do I need to do what everybody else is doing when I can have one-on-one relationships built with people like uh, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, uh, people like Tom Allen, I, as much as I didn't enjoy it, but I mean, I was able to have a one-on-one conversation with um, <clears throat> PJ Fleck at Minnesota. Also a good coach, by the way. Um, eh? 
I think he's decent. I, I don't. I don't think he's like the best by any means. I just think he's a decent I'm coach. Put in the snake oil but, salesman category, but hey, sure. Okay, but uh, but here's the thing. I also think that this is also going to be a a te- a good test year for Ryan Day because yeah. this is the first real year that he doesn't have like a ton of Urban Meyer recruits. Right. Right. So is is he really the coach that everyone thinks that he is? I personally think he is. I hope he doesn't prove me wrong. Um, but but Ohio State's got a tough you know first few games. I mean we got well not 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 this one not not the opener tonight but next week again. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think you know. It's, it's, and then you look at Wisconsin's schedule. I mean, yikes, yikes. Yeah, I think I think you have the toughest schedule in the Big Ten by far. Yeah, because we we start with Penn State at home. Then we have Eastern Michigan, who is not necessarily a pushover anymore. They're a good program in the MAC. They used to be absolutely god awful. Now that doesn't mean that we won't wipe the floor with them, but it's not a pushover game. I was gonna say you sh- you should wipe the floor with them, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Then we got Notre Dame on the 25th here in Chicago. That's gonna be a tough one. Michigan after that. Could be a tough one. Uh-huh. It's Barry Alvarez Day, by the way, that day. Then oh, we have okay. Illinois in Champaign, which has been a bugaboo for the Badgers for a while. Champaign. Yeah, that's been a weird. That's been a weird one. Yeah, it's kind of like a us and Purdue. against Army coming up after that. And then, oh, by the way, how about Purdue, who we haven't talked about? Iowa. Oh, that's right, homecoming. And then, well, we get a break in Rutgers, <laughs> and then Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota to end the year. Ouch. Yeah, and and Purdue Purdue's always kind of hitting. They, they they surprise people. Like they're always kind of this dark horse team in the Big Ten. And, and I think they have enough talent there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, did Rondell Moore come back, or did he I don't leave know. for the NFL? I I can't remember one way or the other. I think he might have left. I think I think I think you're right. I think he left, but I, I I don't really remember. Either way, they got a ton of talent on offense, and they're always kind of like Iowa when it's in West Lafayette. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get out of those games. I mean, they are they are the bugaboo for Ohio State too. And we have to play them this year. So, is that a trophy game? Oh no, no, no. I was thinking of the Illabuck. No. Sorry, no, that's the the Illabuck game. Is that the trophy game? Which, by the way, I think is one of the best trophies. Which we should do that uh, tomorrow. By the way, top five trophy games in the Big Ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or top five yeah, trophy yeah. games in college football. Might have to do college football because I think there's some overrated ones in the Big Ten. Are there? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Yeah. Think about it. I don't think there's. I, I, that's what I lo- That's part of the tradition that I love about the Big Ten. The trophy games matter. They really yeah. do. Even if it's lopsided, right? Like the little brown yeah. jug, right? Yeah. Between Michigan and Minnesota. Now, way back in the day when this, you know, the. Little Brown Junk started, it freaking mattered because Minnesota and Michigan were really good. Really good. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, you know, folks, if you're tuning in for hard hitting commentary on COVID um, and <laughs> all the other stuff, I just can't. But we will get into it in the second half of the show, by the way, because we're going to go by the numbers, right, Pat? We got some numbers when it comes to COVID and the insanity. Um, We're going to show you some insanity coming out of 
here's a shocker, CNN. And here's an even greater shocker, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. And the CDC, Pat. So that's coming up in the second half of the show. Um, What else do we have coming up in the second half of the show? Um, oh, yeah, the B or not the B is coming up. Be. Yeah. But um, real quick, uh huh. Ohio State, do they or does the Big Ten champion, let's put it that way, make the college football playoff this year? Um, if it's Ohio State, yes. Okay, they, they will. They will be in. I'm trying to think of who else is in the top 25 that would have a chance. Penn State, Wisconsin. Are there any of them? Are any of them in the top ten right now besides Ohio State? Wisconsin is either nine or eleven, I think. I, th- I think Wisconsin would have a chance, but they—I I think you would have to go probably go undefeated and win the Big Ten title game. And then, because here's the thing: your strength of schedule. There's no way you'd stay out if you went undefeated and won the Big Ten title game. There's no way, even with one loss. Depending on who that loss is to. Depending on who that loss is to, maybe. Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. It's original. It's bold. It's patriotic. It's American. It's American pride. It's American Pride Roasters Coffee. Historically, great coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a wily Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Genital, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender and it is anticipated that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What? China surrendered, G.I. Joe! No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes but the video is really cool and it's still illegal to smuggle a cat into New Mexico. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Live free. Mojo 5 are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. 
So, Pat, apparently you cannot take the sports journalist out of the sports journalist when they're no longer a sports journalist. <laughs> that was a Probably. very unexpected first half of the show, by the way. N- not what we had planned for the first half either. No, not, not, not at all. in the least. Not mm. in the least. Which means it's time for us to just start this second half of the show by telling you you can see this show for free in its entirety exclusively right now on our Rumble page. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Again, censor free. That's the reason why we have it there. Okay. We've talked about this with our locals page and things like that. Uh, the reason why we're not having it on our locals page right now, by the way, is just simply because there's not enough bandwidth to put it there right now with some of the changes that they've made behind the scenes. We are retooling. We are looking at what we can and can't do, what we want to do for you. Um, we might do some live Q and A's, things like that for you guys. Um, you know, when breaking news happens, um, I think that's kind of what we are thinking of, but we will get a game plan together. You will know it as soon as we have it. Do not forget. You can follow us on social media at the Coppin show at the Pat Oni show over there. All right, Pat, are you ready to, to just, just do the damn thing? Let's do it. That's right. It is time for the B or not the B. Pat, are you ready for today's headline? Uh, about as ready for my Buckeyes to stop those eastern rodents of uh, East Dakota, as you put it. The east rodents of eastern Dakota. Okay. Sure. Yeah. The golden rodents of eastern Dakota. Rodents of eastern Dakota. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm shocked from the guy who can't get Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci correct. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm not smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today's headline. Saki. A record 331 million Americans have not been abandoned in Afghanistan. Saki, a record 331 million Americans have not been abandoned in Afghanistan. And while you are thinking of that headline, folks, do not forget to visit our fine, fine friends at RomicaDesigns.com. Check out the Critical Thinking uh, Polar Tumblr. You can check out all of their fun stuff. They've got the booster shot, which is their 16-ounce uh, pint glass, to go with your first and second shot, by the way, uh, literally. Um, first shot glass, second shot glass. It's some good stuff over there, but they got a lot of really cool stuff. Do not forget, you can use you can use our wonderful coupon code, our promo code, Critical Thinking, for... 10% off of your purchase. So go to Romika Designs. That's R-O-M-I-K-A, RomikaDesigns.com backslash critical thinking, or just enter critical thinking at checkout in the coupon area. Get 10% off of your purchase today. Can't rem- recommend it high enough, Pat. Like I've said before, I've got like four or five things that I've ordered from them, and they've all been high quality. And I'm not saying that just because at real Ron Phillips pays our bills. I'm saying that because I'm a customer of theirs. So check them out. RomicaDesigns.com. Enter the promo code critical thinking for 10% off of your purchase today. All right. Are you ready for the headline? Do you need it one more time? Do you you still have it in Holland over there? No, I I think I got it. Okay. I got to go with the B. Why? Um, because you said like 331 million, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. have not been left behind in America or in Afghanistan. Um, th- that was kind of a dead giveaway. Well, I would argue 331 million Americans have been abandoned in America. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But uh, not, not in, uh, not in Afghanistan. Okay. All right. Yeah. So having said that <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. This is the Babylon B. Press Secretary Jen Psaki lauded the Biden administration for not abandoning a record 331 million Americans in Afghanistan. According to sources, an unprecedented 331,128,473 Americans are living safely in America and are not abandoned in Afghanistan. This number is just 91,543 higher than the last week's number, as approximately 91,543 babies were born in America this week. <laughs> Quote, what the president has accomplished is simply unparalleled, said Saki, wiping a tear from her eye. It's like the Berlin airlift and Dunkirk had a beautiful love child. And that was this evacuation. We think we got about 96% of Americans out, which is A-plus homework material. And on top of it all, we turned our homework in early. Boom! Eat that, Peter Ducey. While the administration did acknowledge that around 250 Americans were stranded in Afghanistan, they're pretty sure 248 of them are Republican. It is believed that tens of thousands of green card holders and Afghan allies are also trapped, but the administration anticipates that will get lost pretty quickly in the news cycle. Critics point out that Biden did not uphold his promise to rescue all Americans, and on top of that, gave those still trapped one last day to attempt the dangerous road to the airport. Sources inside the administration say they are sick and tired of journalists saying things like that instead of praising them for being so awesome. Quote, we at the White House are frankly fed up with not getting the credit we deserve for being so amazing, said Saki. Where's the, hey, Jen, I'm so impressed with how you ended the Afghanistan war. Would you like to expand on how great you are? Come on, let's be glass half full kind of people. Again, there's a twinge of truth in all good satire. Yeah. Yeah, and and the the thing is, is like while while she would probably say a lot of these things or is thinking a lot of these things, it, it's just kind of one of those things that a uh, soulless ginger needs. She needs the attention so that she can suck your soul away. This this from the expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what time it is, Pat? Is it by the numbers time? Almost. We're not oh, quite there yet. Okay. I, I hate to do this to you. Oh, no. What are you going to do? If you're not going to get vaccinated, you don't want to social distance, you don't want to wear a mask, then maybe you don't want to go to the hospital when you get sick. I know that sounds harsh, but you're taking up the space for people who are doing things the right way. Hey, um... I have a question for uh, you and, and, and Don the Lemon there, Andrew Coppins. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you uh, suffer a heart attack or a stroke or <clears throat> you have cancer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, all, all those things I, I would, I would say are, are far more serious than, uh, than, than, than COVID. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is, is Don the Lemon saying if you're not vaccinated, but yet, you know, you have any of those kinds of more serious things than COVID itself, you shouldn't be allowed to go to the hospital because you're not vaccinated? Is that what he's saying? Is that really what he's saying right now? No. That's not what he's saying. Well, what's he saying? He's trying to tell you if you are unvaccinated and you get COVID-19. Ah. Now, I would also say, what if you are a person who is predisposed to heart disease and diabetes and you continue to, I don't know, not lose weight and or you just continue to eat all the junk food humanly possible? Um, um, is that not the same thing, right? So are, are you going to great. suggest to me that Don Lemon, you... Don Lemon are going to suggest that those individuals who continue to not do the right thing don't deserve health care. Let me let me ask this another way. I mean, the Hippocratic oath is is to do no harm, right? Mm -hmm. Are you not harming others by turning people away, even if they are unvaccinated? Yes. Okay. Um. Now the hypocritical oath. I mean, um, when Don Lemon speaks. Um, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Would he suggest that? What if you are, and hear me out on this. Uh-huh. Um, what if you are HIV positive? You refuse to take the medication that will make you not reactive, right? Basically, like that. There's medication uh-huh. out there right now that will make it like you that that virus basically goes dormant, right? You, right. you cannot infect other people. But what if you refuse to do that and you infect somebody else? Um, do, do, do you get refused health care for being a jackass? No. No. Um, what about the person who is involved in a shootout uh, with the cops and, and they have a wound? Does that person not deserve health care? I want Don Lemon to tell me what groups of people do deserve health care and what groups of people don't. It's idiotic. And then on top of it, Pat, how dumb is Don Lemon? Because he just makes the point that everybody who says, why the hell would I get the vaccine? Is talking about right now, because wait a minute. I'm supposed to, if I don't get vaccinated, I'm supposed to not go to the hospital because those people who are vaccinated need the hospital. But wait, the vaccine is supposed to prevent you from going to the hospital and dying. Don Lemon is so dumb. So dumb. I'm not smart. That's that's how dumb he is. Oh, okay. I mean, th- like honestly, does he not understand? Like, can you see the outrage, the 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 vitriol? How dare you, unvaccinated morons, live in our society? Well, you know, Don Lemon's all about you know different classes in society and has that very elitist attitude 
towards others. So meanwhile, he can yuck really it up with you. the brother of the person who killed thousands, literally thousands of people by a decision to put people infected with COVID-19 into a population of the most vulnerable people before we had the ability to protect them. That's not ironic at all. If irony was a horse, it would be named Don Lemon. (laughs) And Chris Cuomo. No, that would just be Chris Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Fair. But um, I think it's time, Pat. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. That's right with those letters across your screen or that music you heard, depending on if you're listening live via iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Mojo50.com or via podcast, which uh, make sure you subscribe or follow whatever your podcasting application of choice tells you to do. Do it. Leave a review if possible, but do that. Um, and then and then go ahead this weekend while you're gathered for Labor Day, which is the worst holiday of all time. but I digress. Um, Labor Day sucks. Hashtag. Um, It's time for buy the numbers, Pat. (sighs) Because I I feel like you're struggling with, with the numbers here because it's going to be something that's going to be infuriating. And I don't know if I'm going to like it. So I guess let's, let's just get it over with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. So, Pat, I have a question for you. Uh huh. Broken out by individual age year. Uh huh. At what age does the percent of COVID deaths versus all deaths for that age mm-hmm. go up at 2% or above? And why is that number important? At, so wait, so let me let me let me make sure I understand this correctly. Mm-hmm. At two percent or above of 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 all COVID death. deaths, so COVID death represents two percent or more of all death for that age group, that age year. I'm gonna go with. 22. That's a really good guess because you're dead on. That's right. Until you are 22, COVID represents less than 2% of all the deaths in that age year. By the way, if you're under the age of one, infant, You are at 0.3%. Oh, boy. Now, hmm, let's say if you're at 12, okay, how many, how many 12-year-olds in this world, in the United States of America, 
according to the CDC, have died of COVID since the beginning. Uh, uh, are you talking about the number or the percentage? Number. Just the raw number. Um, I'm going to go with 19. Pat, it's almost like you're cheating. It's almost like I'm looking at the exact same thing you are. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All right. 19 12-year-olds. Pat, outside uh-huh. of one-year-old and below, how many how many other age years are greater than that 19 of the ages of 12? How many how many other years top that? So uh, top, two to eleven. So two to eleven? Yeah. As you're looking at the information. Um the answer is zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, the highest is thirteen at the age of eight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now, Pat, how long does it take till we get to COVID represents 10% of all people, all the deaths for that age year? Um, I'm going to go with 45. Ding, ding, ding. Man, I am on fire today. Now, <clears throat> now after that 10%, Pat, what do we know about the rest of the numbers? It's this. We never top just a smidge over 13%, like 13.3 or whatever. And by the way, that's at the age of what? 74. Or no, excuse me, 75, not 74. 75 years old. And oh, by the way, even if you lumped in everybody over the age of 85 together, which this thing does... They're at 11%. And that, by the way, that is deaths with COVID. With. You know how many people die of other things, but might have actually been positive for COVID at the age of 85? Uh, thousands. All right. So outside of that, Pat, uh-huh. why, why am I going through these numbers? Why does it matter? Why, why does it matter when we take a look? Why are we looking at all of these numbers? Um, well, I'm, I'm assuming this is going to translate into the therapeutic somehow. Okay. In terms well, what, what is of, happening in the world with young people today? Uh, well, they're trying to mandate Time vaccines. Out. Time out. Come on. Okay, you're back. Okay. Ish. Okay, so Pat, um, after that, reaching 10% at the age of 45, the highest number we ever get to in terms of percentage of death related to COVID, with COVID, whatever, is 13.3%. And by the way, that happens at the age of 74. Even if you are 85 years old and above... It is only 11%, 11.56% to be precise. 
And why does all of this matter? Why are we talking about the fact that until you reach the age of 22 years old, you have a less than 2% uh, representation of all the deaths that can happen? Why does that matter? Because they're talking about giving everybody under the, that, that age range now the vaccine. Everybody. Correct. Everybody. Now, mm-hmm. there's another thing, right? It's about the mask mandates. It's about all of the things that are happening within schools, right? The school debate, the great school debate, as schools are restarting and all of that wonderful goodness. And as we go into flu season, allegedly, um, coming up here in October, November, December, January, February, March, a little bit of April too, by the way. Um, but yeah. anyway, <clears throat> I digress. Um, but, Pat. What have we been missing in all of these discussions? Um, are we not warming? Is this this data is is not stratified for comorbidities and stuff, right? This is just COVID. Mm-hmm. Correct. Pat, how many people under the age of 18 all the pediatrics Uh okay how many of them have died from COVID-19 from January 1 of 2020 to August 28th Um, I'm going to go with all over a thousand seriously I'm, I'm guessing at this point you're off by more than half is it 2,000? No, the other way, Pat. Oh, okay. 500. 400. Is 400, okay. Yep, yep, yep. I have a feeling you would really suck at the prices, right? I, I really would. I really, really would. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, the number is 400. Okay. Now, what do we also know about the numbers from the general population to date. We know that the CDC is telling us that they're likely off by about 35%, meaning overestimated. Okay. The true number is likely 35% lower. Okay. 400 of 54,771 pediatric deaths. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if we adjust for that 35% total, it becomes 260. Problem? Do we have a problem? Do we have right, a, right. A, a, a massive need here to vaccinate every freaking person from the time they come out of the womb to the time that they are on death's door? You're basically asking people of where they have little to no risk of getting COVID or dying from COVID, rather, I should say, to risk getting a vaccine that you have no idea what it's going to do to you long term. That's what you're asking people to do. There's more, though, Pat. Oh, boy. But there's more. Oh, boy. 
Are you ready? No, I'm sure. How many people do you think have had a breakthrough case and died of COVID-19 to date? A breakthrough case? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw out a, a, a random number here. I'm going to go with like 40,000. 2,063. Okay, damn. Yeah, okay. Okay. 2,063. 400 <laughs> out of 74 million. Okay. Uh-huh. 400 out of 74 million versus 2,063 out of 171 million. Gee, I wonder which number is greater. Now, what that represents, that 2,063 out of 171 means you have a 99.999% chance of surviving. Okay? Right? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. What's the survival rate just generally? That we that has been tossed out there for the past couple of months. Ninety nine point nine six. Ninety nine point nine nine seven. Nine. Okay. So, what what do you think the headline is going to be that that would be written about this? Right. Um, that you have a X amount percent more likely chance of surviving COVID if you get the vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> so. That's right. You have a 99.997% chance, but you are three times more likely to survive if you get the vaccine. We know that's coming, right? Right. But this is why this is in the by the number segment, because this is a absolute total manipulation of the data. Absolute and total manipulation of the data. And why do I say that this is a manipulation of the data? Because the kids' survival rate, even if we just compare it to the breakthrough case rate, the kids' survival rate is 99.9995%. You are if we want to use the media's terminology for this, 15 times more likely to survive COVID as a kid than if you were an adult that was vaccinated. See how I could play that game? Obviously, I don't want to play that game, but I could. It would be a manipulation of the data, right, to suggest that. Because why? Why would it be a manipulation of the data? There's actually two reasons, by the way. Um, Would it be that you're just, you're essentially saying that, that, that kid, well, you're saying kids are safer than, than vaccinated adults, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the data proves that, but you're also saying it in such a way that it's significant. Correct. We're, We're comparing apples to oranges. Right. Right. So that's what we're comparing. Now, we're also comparing two data points that are not congruent in terms of time. We are comparing an 18-month sample size 
to a sample size that is only a few months at best old. We're talking about probably June, July, and August, roughly about three months that they've been tracking deaths from breakthrough cases, at least at a significant level. Right. So you can't, Especially you can't from even state make, data, right? Right. You can't even make a fair comparison at that point. You can't. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And go by guys. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.